80s is the decade that rocked, and photographer Mark Weissguy Weiss joins me on the Music Universe podcast. You know, buddy, is there a guy that this Mark did not photograph? No. I mean, come on. No. Is there an artist? I shouldn't say guy. Guy or girl. I was really annoyed. This was in the middle of my move. Uh, if you're listening to this, you can post-date this my big move um, <laughs> because uh, th- there were some that I was planning to do and then one thing or another p- popped up with the move or work or something and everything was coming together and I just was not in a place to be able to set up to do it. Yeah. So this was one that I was annoyed that I missed because it seems so fascinating. Uh, it was. I mean, I learned a lot during it. Um in fact, I was sent a digital link of the book, and when I sat down to actually look over everything, um, it was a little too late to re- to request a copy because the link was not valid. Um, so I, I mentioned that to him, and you know, he told me, "Hey, you, sh- you should have let me know. I would have been happy to send you one." But uh, you know, I I told him I was busy outside of here as well, and just didn't. You know, it was too late before I realized it, but. There's a lot of information in here. I mean, he has um, Van Halen, Ozzy Osbourne, Aerosmith, Motley Crue, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Bon Jovi, which we talk a little more in depth about, and Kiss, among countless others. The book is called The Decade That Rocked, and it's just a photography book by Mark Weiss. The foreword is written by uh, Judas Priest's Rob Halford. And the afterword by Sirius XM and radio and TV host Eddie Trunk, who I frequently listen to. I, I just love listening to him. And um, you guys have to pick this book up. It's available now. And he's going to tell us more in depth about some of the stories because you can look at a book or you can read a book. But the stories don't really, to me, come to life until it's spoken to you. So... Without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, introduce Mark Weiss on the Music Universe podcast. Photographer Mark Weiss, thank you for joining us on the Music Universe podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, what, uh, you got some, uh, some big stuff that's been happening lately. Have you been staying busy during the quarantine with your uh, photography and uh, books? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, I, when it first happened, you know, I mean, the book was supposed to re- it was released on June second, and I had plans to go on this tour and like like trail trail some of the rock tours in the summer, like you know the the Motley Crue and then White Snake was playing and Sammy Hager. Everyone was like touring the touring the summer, and I was gonna like get a Winnebago, wrap it with my rock photos, get some corporate sponsorship, and just travel and and shadow the band and you know go into the classic radio stations, promote the the shows and promote the book and do gallery signings and, you know, raise money for local charities in, in each city. So I had this whole plan and then, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. And, uh, I just had to, had to rethink everything and, uh, you know, like everyone else had to do. And, uh, I just pretty much had to work on my computer and start doing interviews and, uh, spread the word that way socially and, and just not, not you know think about book signings everything you know it's one the one thing i wanted i was looking forward to is meeting the fans and like book signings and taking a picture with them and all this and then you know so it turned into a social media thing and which is fine i did learn a lot from it 
And I think at the end of the, uh, you know, when this awful thing is, is done, uh, you know, there'll be a, a silver lining, you know, as long as I remain healthy and, and I hope to and plan to by practicing safe, uh, you know, distancing and masks and all that. So, yeah. uh, and then, you know, look forward to that. So I'll have a second wave of the book, but the book we're in third pressing already almost. Oh, and, wow. uh, it's doing really, it's doing really, really well. And there's like over 500 five-star reviews on Amazon and <clears throat> it's, uh, it's doing really good, you know, it's doing really good. Yeah, and it's called The Decade That Rocked. It's uh, basically just a bunch of 80s photography of all these rock stars backstage. Like, how how did this come about? How did you get, like, this access to these stars in this? And then, you know, be I don't know if you have to get permission or whatever, but then actually release these photos uh, in this form. Yeah, well, you don't, you don't need to get permission unless you sign things ahead of time saying you can't produce a book with these photographs and that's never the case really mm-hmm. uh i mean sometimes you sign contracts and it says you can shoot the first three songs and and you can only use it for this magazine but i mean that was that's what they did towards the end and i never really had to because i was working with the bands um they gave me the access <clears throat> and the way i got the access is just by working hard as a teenager and sneaking my camera and getting really good shots and and getting a nice, uh, nice good break with Circus Magazine, taking me under their belt, and getting starting, you know, getting me photo passes and access, and then photo shoots, and getting to know the bands, and them, them getting to know me, and and uh, you know, as as new bands such as Bon Jovi uh, and Motley Crue and Quiet Riot and Rat and all those bands were starting to become, <clears throat> you know, known. Uh, I was already known, you know, as a photographer mm-hmm. for the magazines that they wanted to get into. So immediately I was embraced by them and they, uh, you know, they gave me whatever I wanted to do. Plus we were friends. <clears throat> I love the music. Uh, we, we all like a lot of the bands in the eighties are all influenced by like a handful of seventies bands like T-Rex, mm-hmm. Bowie, Zeppelin, Kiss, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, you know, a handful of bands. And so I was too. So, um, you know, so we have that in common and, you know, just, we just all clicked. I clicked with them and they liked having me around. And that's one thing about being a, a photographer that ends up with some success that their subject, um, uh, or their, their subjects are, they're comfortable with you and they're, they're comfortable with you because you have the same interests and you have, you know, dialogue and fun and, you know, they accept you and, you know, because of that, and let their guard down, and you know, you get to create images that no one else can really get. Um, I mean, there's photographers that just go in and do a photo shoot and they leave, but I was more than that. You know, I was like on the road, I was doing studio shoots, album covers, you know, um, just tour books, family photos, even. Um, <clears throat> I want to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, these photos, I mean, you got some iconic, uh, definitely some iconic bands and photos in here now um see one of the bands that you uh you followed uh, they're actually the first one listed in the press release it's van halen like how it's got to be bittersweet right now uh but how how involved were you with them throughout their their career uh pretty involved more than any other photographer really because I didn't shoot them in the very beginning, but I, I mean, I kind of did in 79 is the first time I shot them. Mm-hmm. So the second album was already out. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I was working for circus and, and then that tour, they were doing theaters. And then the following year, 1980, they were already doing arenas and I was shooting for the magazines. They started seeing my photographs in the magazines, mostly circus at the time. And, uh, they wanted to be in those magazines. So, uh, eventually, uh, they ended up hiring me as, uh, you know, doing photos for them. And, and, uh, and then when, um, uh, they split with David, uh, Sammy came into the picture and then Eddie and, and the guys, uh, you know, wanted me in there. And I, I, sh I knew Sammy also, I shot him when he was in Montrose. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, actually not Montrose, after Montrose, when he was the solo artist. 1978 was the first time I photographed Sammy. So, you know, uh, I, I segued into being Van Halen's photographer on the second wave, you know, with Sammy as a singer. All the way through Monsters of Rock, uh, I did the tour book and did some photo shoots. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, good times. Yeah, yeah, you're also responsible for... Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, Cover and Twisted Sisters, Stay Hungry. How, um, now, now I've heard the story about the Slippery When Wet cover. Now, obviously, there's an alternate. I'm going to ask, were you, were you the photographer of both covers that eventually were released? There was actually five covers, and they're all mine. And oh, in nice. the book, as, you know, if you look in the book, it was called Wanted, Dead or Alive at first, and I shot them like Billy the Kid kind of characters and mm -hmm. they all grew beards and wore hats and cowboy hats and they came in one at a time and then I put the poster together and that was supposed to be the cover and then it, then they wanted to uh, put the band more in modern day and they shaved the beards and they were in Vancouver and then I put the posters in the back like there was a like a little hideout and we tried that and then that's when they changed the name to Slipper When Wet inspired by the number five club in Vancouver with the strip club where the girls used to go behind plexiglass in t-shirts. And then eventually the t-shirt would be sheer and it'd be see-through and, and then it comes off obviously after that. And so we took that theme and we created a beach scene by John's apartment down the beach. And uh, we just grabbed some girls from the beach and a lot of them were the girlfriends and we just did a big car wash kind of scene. And that was, and then from that we got inspired to actually shoot one of the girls uh, for the cover. The girl with a really large breast that we found on the beach, and I took her in my studio and recreated kind of like a plexiglass thing, kind of like, um, you know, like the, the, um, the Number Five Club. And that was the cover. And then, and then it was supposed to be <laughs> that that got scrapped because the PMRC and the raciness of it. And then they made a bar of soap with the slippery one wet with the same signs. And they had a girl like display it like an ivory soap <laughs> commercial, which is really, re really ridiculous. And, <laughs> and, and if you look in the book, you'll see how ridiculous it is, you know? Yeah. And, and then, and then just John came up, he said, look, we have, we have a day to do this. You know, we got to come up with something. And he just came up to my studio in New York and said, you get me a plastic bag. And, spray some water on it and he just wrote slippery when wet and then he left and said bring that to the record company that's it nice now i'm i'm a huge bon jovi fan i, I go back from you know they they were out of the first album was released the year i was born and i grew up with them but that's the first time i heard there were actually five different covers i only knew of the the one on the insert yeah and and the, mm -hmm. the bag one so that that's an awesome story <laughs> that is awesome 
it's it's very detailed in the book it's like i think it's like five pages you know it's like the biggest biggest thing in the book you know digital is cool but there's nothing like holding the physical copy and this thing weighs six pounds and it's 378 pages with gatefolds and you know it's pretty cool man yeah i would definitely absolutely yeah i am definitely going to pick one up i I am you know checking out just some of the pictures that that i have access to that look uh, really cool like uh, (laughs) the one under fanatic looks like two women holding panties with a kid in front of her (laughs) oh yeah yeah each chapter has a uh has a fan photo in there uh and uh you know i love shooting fans and you know uh it just tells it just says a lot about what was going on oh yeah i mean i've always heard the stories about backstage in the 70s 80s even the 90s and then i think it got a little perhaps a little more tamed as you know time progressed but uh, there's got to be all kinds of stories you you have as well besides these photos i mean the, the photos surely tell it all but uh, there's there's gotta be some awesome s- stories that go along with all oh, this yeah. too yeah of course yeah yeah i mean yeah. you know yeah ozzy aerosmith you already mentioned motley crew but metallica guns and roses kiss all these guys in this book and uh, where can uh people buy the book if they want it physically and they want it digitally uh, it's not available digitally yet. The digital it was just for pe- people that are in the press that want to take a peek at it. They don't they don't have a book or they they didn't get it in time or something. Gotcha. Uh, so so you, yeah, you go to Amazon.com of course and just you know punch it in. There's they're in Simon. They're um, it's being distributed by Simon and Schuster. So they're in the bookstores. Um, definitely at Barnes and Noble. Um, also, I I have available on my website, thedecadethatrocks.com, uh, signed books. So for a few bucks more, you get a, you, I'll sign it to you personally. I'll put your name on it and write a little something. And uh, and then I have other things on there too, postcards and little ISAF centerfolds that I include um, in these different bundles. You know, for a few bucks more, not much more, just a few. And uh, so yeah, and so. A lot of times uh, they're they're sold out of Amazon. The only place they can get it is on my site, you know. So, uh, yeah, if you want to save a few bucks, go to Amazon. If you want something with some extra extra goodies in it, then you go to the decadethatrock.com. Yeah, and I'm there as we speak. And some of the other goodies you're also offering uh, on the side of the the book, if they want the book, you've got uh, an. Eddie Van Halen signed print, obviously signed by you. Uh, Ozzy and Tommy Lee, uh, the collection, uh, the collectible centerfold. So you get, uh, looks like James Hetfield and uh, Vince Neil and Lita Ford, uh, Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. uh, Guns N' Roses. So all kinds of uh, cool stuff. And dude, these photos are like, these are badass photos. They're, they're really cool and very collectible, I can tell. And you have a lot of... Um, a lot of support by not only the rockers that you interviewed, but some other people too, like uh, Eddie Trunk and uh, Rob Halford. Um, so you got Eddie to write the, is it the afterword of the book? Yeah, he wrote the afterword and Rob Halford wrote the forward. Did you have to kind of um, go through your archives for this, this book to put it together? Or were these just photos that you knew you had and you wanted to do something with it and you, you created this? Well, as the years, decades go by, I get requests from either magazines or record companies, management that are releasing photos for, you know, products. 
And as the decades go by, I have a, end up getting a collection of photographs that are already that are scanned because you have to scan them. So the first thing I did is look at what I was scanned, who was going to be in the book, certain photo shoots. And then I just kind of narrowed it down and came up with a concept and, and I had to do the best of the best. And, uh, you know, a lot of them didn't make the cut, but, you know, got to stop somewhere. I actually designed the book to be 600 pages. It's only supposed to be 280 and it ended up being four, almost 400. Wow. So, uh, yeah. And there's three gatefolds in it. They, they open up and pull out pretty cool. So it's a, uh, it's a good book. It's a big book. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, some people are constantly working on new projects. Are you potentially going to do a follow-up or is that just something you haven't thought of yet? Oh no, definitely. No, this is just the beginning of, of a string of them. Uh, I like the next one to be like one artist, like either Ozzy or Motley or Guns N' Roses or Van Halen, maybe even Van Halen, you know, because of the yeah. dead passing, you know, people are interested in that. Uh, I, I don't know yet. And then I'll, I'll do other books like, um, uh, cause you know, a lot of my shoots, a lot of the shoots in this book meant something to me. There were either album covers, something that it, it did something like, not even just my favorite photos, but like something that led to something else. And, uh, and the next book is going to be more about, uh, just really cool on the road photos. Like, you know, like a little more down and dirty kind of thing, explore more into specific bands instead of, you know, uh, a lot of bands, like maybe, you know, 10 of my favorite bands and like just take, you know, on the road or something like that. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely, there's going to be a lot in the works for sure. And actually, uh, speaking of books, <clears throat> I'm kind of, um, uh, there's a book that I'm helping this girl Missy out, who was the official fan club president of Quiet Riot in the 70s and the 80s. And I was Quiet Riot's photographer in the 80s when the Metal Health album came out. And my friend uh, Ron Sobel was the photographer when Randy was in the band. And got some incredible photos. And Missy uh, was the fan club president, and she basically wrote memoirs. Uh, Kevin Dubrow's going to be called "Keep On Rolling." Kevin Dubrow, oh. uh, they were very friendly, and uh, and we have handwritten notes from Kevin that was sent to Missy. They gave her a gold record. They, um, <clears throat> you know, they took her. You know, she was she didn't get paid. She was just loving it because she was a, a fan club girl. Yeah, and. Uh, they were uh, pretty tight. And now uh, Rudy Sarzo is going to do the forward. And uh, it's going to be an exciting book. It's, uh, it's going to be an insight to Kevin Dubrow. It's, it's mostly about, it's about Kevin's journey from Quiet Riot. Like to Quiet Riot, to Dubrow, to back to Quiet Riot, to, um, you know, pretty much that's it. You know, like till in the mid 80s uh, when Missy stopped, you know, being the fan club president because, you know, they started breaking up and they kind of started imploded. So, uh, it's going to be a good book. Uh, and I'm bringing it, I'm helping her get, um, uh, I think they're doing a, fa a fundraiser. It's going to be coming out on, uh, um, Indiegogo, I think. And it's coming out like any, any day now. And, uh, my photos on the cover and there's a lot of Ron photos and, and a lot of good stuff. So that's definitely keep an eye on that for sure that that's going to be coming out pretty soon you know and you know maybe you might want to talk to missy once that comes out yeah definitely i'm always into these uh these types of books like that uh these these 
bios, mm-hmm. these rock ones. They're, they're very interesting. And plus, they give a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, even you know, even if you weren't expecting right. to see some of this stuff. Now, you've also been staying busy during COVID with, um, it looks like a podcast uh, called The Decade That Rocked, too. What, uh, what can people expect yeah. if they tune into that? Well, we just did an interview uh, at my, I have a museum right now, an exhibition at the Monmouth Museum, and I believe we're going to be extending it to another area and uh, in the Monmouth Museum. But I was there for two months, and it's basically a lot of artifacts in there. I have uh, the Slippery and Wet t-shirt, the original one that I cut up mm. that was on the cover. Um, I have um, the Stay Hungry Twisted Sister album uh, manhole cover with some artifacts, like these mummy wrap and the pink nails. I have my tour jackets. I have my laminates all over the place. Zach's guitar uh, and photographs, of course, um, you know, from the decade that rock. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's up and about. Uh, it, actually it's, it's in Lincroft, New Jersey and uh, kind of by Red Bank and hour out of the city. I actually have a YouTube channel for the decade that rock. And, if you go Google the white guy, I have a sitcom that I have a pilot out of these guys that stalk the white guy going backstage at a Tesla concert and chips enough in it. And we've got a soundtrack with it's killer. Oh, <laughs> and I play myself. I play myself. It's only 13 minutes, but yeah. You know, an adventure of sex, something. drugs and rock and roll. Yep. That's it. The adventures. <laughs> yeah. I will be checking so, that check out. It out. That's fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and that's about it. Mark, again, I appreciate it, and uh, glad we were able to catch up and uh, get uh, get to discussing this because it was uh, definitely fun to hear all these stories, and I look forward to the new stuff that you'll be releasing in the future. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Now, as I said during the interview, I've been a lifelong Bon Jovi fan. I don't know about you, Matt, but did you know that Slippery When Wet, their biggest album to date, released in 1986, had five different covers? No. I didn't either. No, they... I, didn't I don't think they even, marketed well. I, I knew it had a couple, but just that story he told about how just too risque the original cover was. And if you own the album or know anything about it, you'll know of that cover. But you got to get the book if you don't know about it, um, because it it shows you all the covers in it. What I like about it, too, is it's only avail- available physically. He, he's only got the uh, digital copies for press. But you can go to his website and actually buy an auto, a personalized autographed copy, uh, as he said there towards the end. And uh, it's called thedecadethatrocked.com. So um, it's pretty uh, pretty cool, and I'm excited. Uh, I, I haven't picked up a physical copy yet, but uh, it came out back in June. So uh, it's, it's really a, a really cool collection of photos that a lot have never been seen before and Mar- mark was a cool guy he, he you've got to go check out uh well you're not new near new jersey anymore but you're close enough you could probably go check out his uh his exhibit he's got going on oh that's cool well this book is certainly a must-have for the music historian music lover music memorabilia collector in your life really really great book uh, i assume i again i didn't get to look at it and like you 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 even had a file didn't work. Sounds like an excellent book. That is so great that you got to talk to him. And again, I'm super, super jealous that I was not on that one. No, we'll, we'll ask him back because he, he was a cool guy, uh, you know, so we'll have to have him back. But, you know, over 500 five-star reviews on this book. 
and Sebastian Bach is uh, is one of them. So it's uh, it's definitely cool. Yeah, check out the decadethatrocked.com to pick up your copy and uh, send Mark some love there because it's it's pretty cool. All right, for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Buddy. Thanks for listening. Keep checking out themusicuniverse.com for the latest news and release info. And also check us out weekends on YouTube and IGTV for weekend notes and notable releases. And be sure to check out Brittany Vance hosting IG Lives with up-and-coming artists and some established artists every uh, couple of weeks here on the Music Universe. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 